Hello. Uh, this episode of Fumble Around Detroit Sports, I talked to Tyler and Zach Sonoga. Zach and Tyler are from Dearborn, local area. I'm not sure if that's considered downriver or not. We'll discuss that. Uh, but Zach is a ultra marathon runner who uh, I get the pleasure of talking about you know, why he chose that, uh, what it's like. Uh, his brother is along to tag along and uh, chime in, uh, get some little jabs in against his older brother. Uh, it's a great time. And then after that, uh, if you want to stick around, I'm going to do a little update for the fantasy episode, uh, side of it for uh, Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. So uh, you don't have to listen to that, but if you want to, please do. I'll have a guest on for that. Uh, hopefully again next week. Uh, Chet missed it. All right, guys. Take care. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Fumble It Around, your host, Tom Steinman. Here we are, we're live, and today I got very special guest, uh, Kim's favorite. Kim usually does not come out, guys, and meet my guest, I can promise you that. Uh, it's her cousins, Tyler and Zach Sedoga. Uh, I don't know how many episodes Kim listens to, I know she's listed like one or two, but I'm sure most of them she doesn't. I'm sure she will be listening to this one, so I'll have to watch what I'm saying. Uh, just because I know she'll be in, definitely. She was here early. Uh, we wanted to get here earlier. We went out to breakfast before to our place uh, in Allen Park, and this place keeps getting busier and busier and busier. We thought we, I thought we were gonna get there early, so it wouldn't be an issue. We were like there for like an hour, and it should have been like a half hour type of thing usually. So Mother's Day in the suburbs, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you guys are from Dearborn. Is Dearborn considered Dowd River? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, we're on the fringe though for sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, one thing I remember, I remember we played Crestwood. Who is that Dearborn Heights? Yeah. Crestwood's yeah. Dearborn Heights. Yeah, it is. We played them in hockey one time, and after we beat them, like, the teams were like talking crap to each other while they were like getting on the bus or whatever, and the one kid was like, well, at least when I wake up tomorrow, I won't be in Down River, and they all thought it was like the funniest thing possible, but I wasn't sure. I was like, are you guys Down River? And I was very confused by that, but apparently. So I, my thing is, if you're not from Down River... Don't make fun of it. It's yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not sure. So this is down the Detroit River, I guess. Um, I don't know where that line. It's lies. more of an attitude. Yeah. It's more of a lifestyle. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you can that be is, from Dearborn and from Down River. Yeah. Yeah. There's doubt. Yes, for sure. Right. I guess there is like a thing to it. Yeah. If you uh, if you ever look it up on Urban Dictionary, there's a very good funny explaining oh, of it sure. on there. I might have added something on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have, uh, Zach here. Zach is an ultra marathon runner. Yes. Yeah. I do do that for some reason. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I remember meeting Kim and she would tell me about this, her crazy cousin, like doing these things that I'm like, holy crap. Like that's, I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of intimidating. Yeah. For it's, me. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people feel the same way. Um, I don't know. It's just been a weird progression, I guess, to kind of get to that that level. So Kim loves her family. Do you get that from her? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's uh, she's a very loving cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's like your biggest fan and stuff like that. So she was very happy. You came in for Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. I did surprise my mom yesterday. Yeah. So really you, nice. she knows. She yeah. knows you're here. Awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, so I got, I was lucky Kim talked you into coming to here, uh, on the podcast. So I'm very excited because, uh, I haven't had too many like athletes that at that level, I, I consider that a high level personally. Uh, are you a big David Goggins fan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just found out about his book too, and I'm definitely, uh, I definitely need to pick that up and check that out. But yeah, he's definitely, uh, uh, big time personality, I guess, in like the ultra running community now. Yeah. Uh, I've, I listen to him sometimes just to get myself motivated a little bit in the morning sure, if I need yeah. it. Uh, it's very motivational. Uh, Tyler over here, how have you competed with him? Like athletically growing up, who's the better athlete? I mean, I got to go with me, of course. <laughs> I like the confidence. Well, I mean, I think, yeah. I, I mean, can almost that, run a mile. I can almost get through a mile. The thing is, though, now I, I feel like with most people that, that run a lot, you kind of just turn into like a one-trick pony. Yeah. Where it's like that's all, at least for me, it's like that's all I'm going to stick to now. Um, I think if I went out and played basketball right now, um, yeah, my brother would probably okay. destroy me. So, <laughs> so you're okay. So that was actually my uh, like w- something I wanted to get into is like okay, you consider yourself a one. Is that what you said? A one- I mean, not really, but yeah, I mean, not, no, on. I mean, yeah, I grew up playing uh, football and basketball and stuff yeah. like that. But once I started running, it was kind of just uh, that was just the single focus, and and now I just I just worry about injuring myself i guess so i kind of just stay away from uh, other sports yeah i get that uh i think that kind of has that's a natural progression as you get older you kind of like single out what sport you're you know what sure. a focus on it's hard to be great at every sport or whatever. it's good to be athletically good you know just compete with your like everyday joe friends from down river or something like that but um to really focus in at a high level I think it was David Goggins who said he like he I think he actually quoted somebody else, but he wanted to be like uncommon amongst uncommon. Yeah. So that community is like un- uh, uncommon people, and I'm sure For within sure. that community, there's people that you look up to or like like you know, holy crap, yeah. that guy. Yeah, is the um, level I want to be. Yeah, I mean he's definitely one of them, and you know Joe Rogan, I guess, has kind of made him you know, a lot more popular. And... I don't know if I could do that for your career here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I hope yeah, you're not it's... hoping for that. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe a little bump. Maybe not quite the Joe Rogan bump. Uh, uh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's definitely, and you know, there's some high-level, especially nowadays, there's some high-level um, ultramarathon guys that are kind of taking it to the next level. Um, a lot of them are, instead of coming out from college and maybe running marathons, they're coming out of college, you know, from track and field teams and just, running ultra okay. marathons it's getting like it's becoming like a more popular thing you see happening? yeah i think for sure and uh um you know and i live out on you know the west coast in yes. california and it seems like out there it's you know pretty huge i mean I, it, it seems like for common people at least like that's a big hobby to have is to trail run or run ultra marathons i could see that like i'd be interested are you ever interested in doing that tyler or are you gonna no, leave that to him so. Yeah, I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you have that one, brother. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can see, because, like, I used to never run. Like, so, I don't know. I if mean, you, I didn't either for you, a long time, yeah. Uh, did you ever, like, picture yourself, like, as a kid, like, knowing that you could do something like that? Or? It was, like, the sixth grade uh, cross-country champ. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, I think I let, uh, yeah, when I was, when I was in, like, middle school, um, I was super into it. I think because I was good at it. Um, and then I went to high school and, 
all my friends were playing football, so I was like running stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, why, why would, <laughs> oh yeah. Or it's you know, it's like you know, with anybody, it's like uh, most people's punishment for their sport. No, like, yeah, that's what so. we kind of talked about. Uh, one of uh, me and this guy I uh, work with, I coach each time at Hurley High, and he's the track coach, and he's like, it sucks because yeah, that's everybody's punishment yeah. is to run. And I think, I don't know, I think in in high school and stuff, the kids that really like running have to have some sort of talent. Yeah. Or. Or maybe they just don't fit in, I guess, with the other sports. Because at least when I was growing up, like, I had, especially in high school, I just had no interest in doing that at all. Really? See, I had, yeah, I had no interest in running. Like, just running for running? Like, no, come on, let's play a game or something yeah, competitive. Yeah. Let's add a hoop. Let's add some tennis. Give me a tennis racket or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, throughout high school, I never, never thought about running. Yeah. And now that I do, like, uh... I need to run more. I've been looking up. You're like, I tried to like uh, look him up online. You don't have much of a online presence out there. No, I, I, I don't know if you know what Strava is. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You have three followers on it. Yeah, yeah. I got three followers. <laughs> no, and uh, I actually, I mean, I just started using it this past year, and I kind of just like it um, as like a motivational tool and to kind of like log. Your it track. motivated me. I have it up right here. We don't have internet, but I, I was looking at it earlier. Like I said, I tried to look up your online presence. Yeah. Uh, I just like I like to see like how many miles I'm doing a week, um, and then there's different like segments and stuff, you know, where you can kind of compete with other people, um, it, and you know, see if you can you know do better on a certain climb or something like that. I know there was one race I was checking up your like times at certain yeah. spots in the race. Do you have any miles you got for 2019 already? I think I'm close to a thousand right now. So it's a thousand four. Hey. I got over there, yeah. 1,004, 94 activities. So you're at an average of over, like, just for people, an idea of 10 miles per activity. So, so I'm sure sometimes it's a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you train, it's, like, what, five miles or something ever? or um, I, I, Probably the average run is around. That's probably fair. The average run is probably around 10 miles, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I get all this. This is crazy. <laughs> what do you have? You have, like, one run right here that was, like, 65 miles you did it in 13 hours, 56 minutes, yeah. elevation of 13,845 feet, so you're going up and down yeah. quite a bit. And that was the uh, a race I did in uh, Colorado last summer that uh, um, didn't go super well, uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, my first time, I guess, running over uh, 50 miles. At okay. So it says, well, yeah, uh, July 28, 2018, and there's... It says, never summer, 100K. Yep. My stomach quit. I did it. <laughs> Tough but rewarding day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was uh, eight hours of puking all the way to the oh, finish line man. at the end. Uh, yeah, so those are, that was that was the first time. And I had, a, I had a buddy there helping me. And that was the first time where I was like, this is just crazy. You know, I was <laughs> like, this is like, you know, it just wasn't fun for most of the day, but I, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, I just decided to keep grinding it out, I guess. Oh, that's got to be a crazy feel. Like, like I only, I have no idea. Like, I, I know when I'm running and I'm sweating. Like, that's the most I've got. Like, I have puked, actually, once, yeah. once or twice. I have pushed, like, pushed myself to that limit, but it's been a long time. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. Um I guess they call it like type two fun, you know, <laughs> where a lot of these things I don't like, at least for me, uh, you don't necessarily, you're not enjoying it the entire time. Yeah. It's but fun the, to think about it now. 
yeah, yeah it's I did that. yeah <laughs> it's uh it's rewarding though i think and i think you just yeah cause I you, don't, yeah i don't even know it's yeah it's hard because i i saw my buddy in that race um at like mile 50 and i still had like 13 miles to go or so and we had just gotten um like rain down like a huge thunderstorm came in <laughs> and dropped the temperature to like 30 degrees and i was like on the verge of like hypothermia and i met up with him at this aid station i'm like yeah this is real fun I'm like, <laughs> you, you want to come do this sport and i'm like yeah it's uh yeah but i'm definitely not the only one i mean just the the whole uh like ultra running community is just uh made up of some pretty interesting people that really like to to suffer i guess <laughs> yeah that's funny. Well, you said they're very supportive, though, and I think there oh, is. Sure. I think there is something with. Uh, I think I've spoken about this a little bit on one of my other recent podcasts about like suffering, though, and like getting through to on the other side. A lot of religions have some type of like suffering sure. in it, and it just makes you more sacrificial or make you feel, you know, appreciate the present moment when the good times are here. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I always, especially with doing this now, you you can't enjoy really enjoy the good moments i think without going through some shitty ones too so yeah even if they're that, made if you have to do it yourself yeah and it's <laughs> self-inflicted for <laughs> sure self-inflicted. like yeah i'm paying money to go do this uh <laughs> sometimes a lot of money to, to go uh. do these events so yeah it's uh yeah but yeah it just seems like it just keeps progressing <laughs> so what else we got to do with our we're gonna have only more time with technology on our head so i guess let's see what we're capable of yeah as humans yeah. Why not? Uh, but it sounds like a very supportive community, very similar to the improv community around here at Planet Ant, which is what, uh, thank you, Planet Ant Podcast Network, for uh, providing the studio yeah, and space sweet. and time. Uh, you know, actually, Darren Shelton uh, very well. I do, yeah. Uh, he's the director at Planet Ant. He's, oh, man, I, I should, would you have wanted him to get, I don't know if that would have been too much, like, because I need to, he's going to be on the podcast soon, hopefully, and uh, we're trying to play today, and, but that would have been a lot, a lot to handle in one episode. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him, but yeah, I mean, this is awesome. Everything he's doing here in Hamtramck, so yeah, yeah. he's working every day. Uh, every time I go to the hall or anywhere, any of the three locations that we have now, uh, work is being done. It's a constant work in progress. Uh, you went to college with him. Did That's he it. play sports in college or anything? I not, I don't, not like no, collegially, I but like no, for fun. I, don't, I don't know if we ever. Yeah, I don't know if we ever played basketball or anything like that. I'm not I sure. I think there was much sports or activity going on at that. In the college frat days? House. At the <laughs> frat house? Yeah, okay, I so was, it was a frat house. I, I mean, that's really kind of why I started running. I think I started running, um, so I'm 29 now when I was 20. So I was like uh, like three years into college. Okay. And uh, yeah, just being just being lazy and just boozing all the time. Right. And uh yeah, and I was like, oh, I need to do something. Yeah, and uh, and I was smoking cigarettes too. And then I was like, oh, I'll quit doing that, yeah. and I'll start running. Um, and then yeah, I ran like my first marathon like three months after that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's pretty quick. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, well, that went, and it went pretty good. Like it, I think I finished just under like four hours, and uh, didn't feel great afterwards. But um, yeah, that kind of jump started the whole thing. Really, it was just being. I was just sick of like sitting around pretty yeah. much and like booze could like take you so far and like so much fun. And then like, you're like, okay, I've done this. Yeah. Like I want young kids to get that. I think I'm hoping they're doing better than we did as a generation with the alcohol. Yeah. It's, I, yeah, it's, yeah. And I started, I started drinking in, in high school and stuff too. But yeah, looking back, I've been like, Oh, like maybe I should have just 
like ran more and maybe yeah. I could have got like a scholarship. <laughs> yeah, like, no, for sure. I could. It's uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, what happened to me was uh, as soon as I graduated high school, I stopped playing sports. So that's all. That's all I was doing. It was playing. I played hockey, soccer, tennis, baseball, whatever. I, we were just playing. Yeah. And I graduated. and I was like, I'm not going. I didn't want to go play in college. I wanted to go like get my. I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna ever be like professional or. I just didn't have the mindset. Sure. Like, yeah. You know, to push myself. And I just blew up after high school. I got real fat, but like alcohol consumption definitely had to play an effect in that. Yeah. Like I really don't drink now anymore. It's very rare. I mean, um, it just affects my day. Like the whole next day, my my diet's like usually worse. I have less control. I don't know. Yeah, no, I yeah, I totally get that. Um, it's hard though. Like when you're in when you're in high school or college, and all your friends are doing that or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like my my parents were like, oh, like, maybe you should focus more on these things. But it's like, I wasn't going to listen to them back yeah. then. So, <laughs> it's easy to um, say. I know. Um, Dang it. The youth. Yeah. So stupid. But, but it's yeah, it's fun to, like, look back on it and been like, yeah. oh, like, I could have done these things. But I think in the end it worked out okay. And Yeah, for um, sure. Right. But, uh, yeah, like, boozing early like that or just boozing in general is, yeah, just – it slows you down and makes you kind of lazy, I think. But I mean, at the same time, I think uh, like drinking beer or having a few beers is kind of it's kind of part of like the running culture too. I bet. It's like yeah. it's like you finish these races and everybody's having a beer after, yeah. and, and just talking about you know you know how their day went. So you had a pretty good experience running the beer mile. Yeah, I did a. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did a beer mile when we were up north with our family one year. There was like a track behind us, and I was like, oh, "I've never, I've heard about this. I've never done it before." So, what do you got to do? So you just you you drink a beer, run a lap, and you repeat that four times, and uh, oh, yeah, wow. and then you, you you can't puke either. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> what do you so, mean you can't puke? No, I think <laughs> it doesn't count. I think, I think you get good. yeah, I think you get disqualified. Oh no, um, this is just a practice run though. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll do that one again. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, alcohol. Um, I mean, like again, moderation, celebration. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. But like you know, don't get hooked on it. Just you know, a lot of a lot of things, a lot yeah. of drugs, a lot of paid kill. You know, you got to be careful with any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. That uh, like, have what was like the scariest moment? Do you have one that comes to mind when I say that? I don't want to give you like PTSD. Either. Do you have like a PTSD experience? In in terms of uh, running? Or? Yeah, like have you ever been like so close that you're like, um, this I is mean, it. It was, it was probably, I mean, it was probably that, that race in Colorado. The, okay. Um, the one that you have posted up here. Yeah. It, it just, I mean, cause it started off really good. So, you know, it's a hundred K. So it's like, uh, or it was a little more than a hundred K. So it was like 64 miles or so. Um, and I ran the first 50 K and I think I was in like third place, kind of like right where I wanted to be. I wanted to be competitive and I was out training in Colorado all summer and then, uh, yeah, and then my body just decided about halfway through, um, probably about six hours in, that it just it, anything I tried to eat, it just it it would just come right back up. And I just like I, I didn't know what was going on, and even even <laughs> even water, I couldn't even drink water, so that was a bit of a problem. I was like, oh man. You think this? You think this is making more people want to join the ultra? No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that well, well. I also <laughs> seem to remember your first marathon a little bit differently than how you just explained it. Well, I said I felt terrible after. <laughs> yeah. You had like salt pills that melted in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was an amateur. Uh, but uh, so in terms of uh, 
kind of a PTSD thing, I guess. So as, as all this was happening and, and I think it was like, uh, it was like 40 miles in. So I still had, you know, over 20 miles to go. Yeah. Um, and uh, I started to, f- I was starting to feel a little bit better. And then this huge storm comes in, um, that I had mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, but it was just like a crazy thunderstorm. And I was like in this, like in this forest and there's like lightning strikes going around everywhere, like striking trees oh next God. to me. I'm like, this is, this were is you by yourself? Yeah. And I was by myself at the time. <laughs> and, but you, we still had to go through these meadows and stuff where yeah. like lightning is striking yeah. like, in these meadows. I'm like, oh my, so I just, I stopped, but I'm getting rained on and I'm getting colder and I'm like, all right, so I'm either going to get struck by lightning or get hypothermia. Oh my God. So which one am I going to choose? And eventually a few people came up behind me and we were, and we we're all still like, we we're all stopping. I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? And eventually this girl came up behind me. She's like, well, we're going to get hypothermia. We just got to keep going. So we just, we were going through this meadow and lightning striking everywhere. And I'm like shivering. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when we got to the next aid station. And, and I had to like completely change my clothes and oh they were like gosh. wrapping me in blankets. And Could you have done that yourself? Or are you happy obviously that everybody else came or what would have happened? Gl- yeah, I'm glad. I mean, yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> the I, girl's like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe I would have gotten hypothermia yeah. if I didn't listen to her. Uh, oh. But yeah. And then I, yeah. And things actually kind of turned around after that, but that was, I think that was definitely like the shittiest moment I've had in a race or, yeah. but I, fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Though? I finished a few hours later, so I guess it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, That'd be crazy. Cause what other sport is there like a group of people that go like, all right, now what do we do? Like we're playing each other and stuff like that or whatever, but like we got to like somehow team wise survive this. Yeah. That was the first time I think I was actually ever really worried about like, my health, you know, I was yeah. like, oh, this is, uh, Did, yeah. didn't you have another one where wild dogs were uh, nipping at you while you were running? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ran a race in Thailand. Um, and, uh, it, st- it started at night. And, uh, if you've never been to Thailand or if people have never been there, the, there's dogs, there's dogs all over the place. Um, and during the day they're fine. They just, they're sleeping and it's hot out and they just, they're chill. You can pet them. They're nice. At night, though, they're like pack animals, oh, and they're man. yeah, it's like they're out hunting together, and I'm like running at the front of this race by myself with a headlamp, and I can see them like you know, like with their eyes. You were by like, yourself. Yeah, yeah, I could see them coming across these fields, just running right at me. I'm like, oh my god. I could just I'm imagining all the people signing up right now. Yeah. The <laughs> the ultra marathon, all the people listening I, out in California. I think I think that's uh. The one in Thailand is a pretty unique experience yeah. with having dogs running after you. Most races are dog free. Such a is, pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the pacers. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first time, what was the, what happened? Could you tell the story? Your mom loves to tell a story about, because we were just talking about drinking. You got pretty drunk. Was it a Cleveland? Oh, boy. Yeah, this was, yeah. So talking about PTSD, this would probably be like a drinking story, PTSD. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was I, I, It was the first ever, like, bachelor party I went to. Um, I might have been, I don't even remember when this, this is probably at, at least, like, five years ago now, I think. Um, but, yeah, I just, I went out, I, I didn't know, I knew my cousin, and then it was a bunch of his friends there um, in Cleveland. And we went out, 
um, and I somehow got like separated from them. And then I called her <laughs> like in the middle of the night and I was like, Hey, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, uh, there was these people like chasing me or whatever. And I, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely way too drunk and I don't even really remember that. And then I, uh, I'm sure she does. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think she brings it up just about every time I come home. <laughs> just to remind uh, you, yeah. are you Catholic? Is it? Is yeah. It? I mean, so, yeah. yeah, I grew up Catholic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she uh, yeah she wasn't too happy with that. And then I kind of just uh, came to at, at like six in the morning, and there was people tailgating for the Browns game, and I was like, I need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so I went home. Uh, also, looking up when I was looking up looking you up on Google, just trying to find anything I could about you. I got your Twitter feed up there. Uh, do you know <laughs> last time you tweeted? You know, I don't know if I've. That's funny because I know I started a Twitter account, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember using it, so I'm actually <laughs> interested to, uh, to hear what you got yeah. up. Do you know Tyler? Do you follow up? Are you one of his followers? I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is you don't have. You have 69 following. Uh, Wait, no, what? He just set that up. He just made 69 fake accounts to. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures of you now, like you can't even see your face. It's just like of your like midsection and like a number, a running number. What? I don't Did someone e- make a fake account? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this sounds like you, right? Uh, March 18th, 2012, victory for MSU. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Your other tweet, uh, March 14th, 2012, right before that, global warming was in full effect today. Wow, those are some interesting tweets. <laughs> I, maybe I was I was ahead of the game on the global warming front there, <laughs> Dude, I think. 2012. Um, <laughs> In March too, yeah, it was a good. It was probably a good tournament run for the Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? Yeah, yeah victory for yeah. MSU. Yeah. Those are two tweets. All right, that's maybe it. I should maybe I should just get back on that account and just start tweeting again, like nothing. Yeah, like I didn't miss any time. <laughs> like, it has been seven years. Your account name is Zach S three four four five. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you want to hear what your profile says about you? Sure, yeah. I college do. student. Are you still a college student? I'm not, no. Environmentalist. Are you still a environmentalist? Sure. I, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I, what I meant by that. I like the environment, I guess. I yeah. Me too. Right. I guess I'm an environmentalist. Yeah, yeah. Then. We're all environmentalists. <laughs> yeah. I like our environment. Uh, endurance athlete. Yeah. I, we could still go with that. Okay. Trail runner. Yeah. And that's also, yeah. I. I think the last two there I've, I've um, kind of expanded on. Environmentalists, okay. yeah, okay. So we're talking about, what is this, like seven years ago? Yeah. Basically, yeah. so we're talking how he old are you? How old were you? <laughs> 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 I did not I don't remember that at all. But uh, uh, um, So, yeah, yeah, seven years ago. So, yeah, I was like 23. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, it was like right before I moved out to Colorado for the first time. Oh, yeah? Too. So, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Uh, that's really when I started, like, probably running even So how'd more. that happen? Like, you just moved out to Colorado? Yeah, I was, uh, I was in, I had, like, one semester to go to graduate. Um, like, the, I guess it would be the fall semester in 2012. And I was, and I had that summer where I wasn't doing anything before that. And uh, I found a dude ranch in Colorado <laughs> for, like, seasonal work. And, uh, yeah, I ended up going out there and, and had, uh, 
had a really awesome summer. But yeah, then definitely like running in the mountains and stuff like that. Kind of. So, but you went there for dude. Did you have a plan at all, or you're just like I just got to try dude ranching? I I just wanted to go to Colorado, and I was like, <laughs> this job seems cool, and it was it was okay. The people that were working there were really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and then just being able to like run out in the mountains there kind of kickstarted things even more in terms of like trail running or ultra running. Is it more difficult to run? And th- is it thin air in Colorado? Oh yeah, yeah, just altitude and and just like when you run out there, it's you're either climbing or descending, so it's just a it's a totally different game. It's another. I mean, you almost have to train out there probably to uh, prepare yourself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially for the altitude, but then yeah, yeah. just like. It's just different muscles when you're when you're yeah. training for races where you're gonna do a lot of climbing and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Michigan State fan says that. Yeah, here. yeah, it's and still- I'm I'm the one. The one in my family too, who actually didn't go there, but uh, <laughs> where I, did you? Go? I just assumed you went there no, because no. You're, where did you go? I, so I went to Wayne State. Okay, um, but I might even <laughs> be a bigger Michigan State fan than the rest of them, though. Definitely, like, definitely the biggest Michigan State defender. Oh yeah. Except maybe for our dad, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Kim talks about just how competitive all three of you guys, the two of you with your dad, oh, are God. as a trio. Like, she I can't, won- I can't go to games with my dad anymore. <laughs> you can't go with your dad. I don't, I don't even think dad watches sports games anymore. Yeah, I don't think he can handle it. I almost uh, wanted to him, come him out of here too. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you should bring him on and talk about the Lions, and he'll just uh, trash him for hours. I'll just give him his own show. But as soon as you say anything bad about Michigan State, though, he'll. Uh, He won't. He won't won't let that happen. No. 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 Uh, How do you feel against like Michigan fans? Um. So like Michigan basketball fans. I don't. I don't know. I don't really have a problem with that. Actually, actually, really don't mind their basketball team at all. But their football team. (laughs) Um. And their and their fans. Their football fans can get pretty obnoxious. Um. Especially so like when I grew up. You know, I'm almost thirty years old. Um. Well, probably like most kids, like almost all my friends were Michigan fans, and Michigan State was terrible in football. And uh, and so yeah, that was probably that was up until pretty much I went to high school, and uh, and then things kind of then D'Antonio got hired and yeah. things started turning around for Michigan State. So now I love I I oh. love rubbing it in the face of oh, yeah. Michigan fans, just you know, because we pretty much. You know, Michigan State is might be going the opposite way now, though. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I mean, we had we had a good, you know, ten year run yeah. there where we like right after Mike Hart said like the little brother yeah. thing, basically. Yeah, bad and timing. Yeah, that was, you know, I mean, well deserved for them though. Um, yeah, karma. Like you gotta like, yeah, you know, be a humble winner. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's why I just I can't stand that. I mean, maybe not even their football program, just their. Just their fans, their really. Fans. Yeah, it's like they, all they want to talk about is things that happened like 50 <laughs> years ago. And I don't know. I'm trying to talk about this year. Or, uh, I love getting both sides going because I don't. I really don't care. So I just love hearing both sides trash talk and get upset. And, yeah. At uh, the same time, though, uh, if I have to watch another year of Michigan State's offense, uh, uh, like what happened last year, I might not care anymore either. Yeah. How do you feel, Tyler? I mean, most Michigan fans in real life are fine. <laughs> yeah, on the internet. Every yeah, they it, get on the internet. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when I mean, almost with anything. Yeah, though, but yeah, everybody acts totally different on the internet than they do like in real person. Yeah, you, 
you'll see that with like students or whatever. Like they all have like an online presence, and then you get them all like in social interactions or like don't know how to interact because they're just used to interacting with their phone. Yeah, that's uh, that's the new generation of uh, kids, I guess. Oh, it's gonna be kind of scary. In a few yeah, years. nobody's gonna be able to talk to each other. Yeah, I know it's. I mean, it, it just depends on I guess your community, what happens, how involved you get. And yeah, how, you know, parents like. Do you give them an iPad right away? Like, don't let them just, like, it's like a piece of us, some of us now. I mean, they're giving iPads to babies now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, they know how to, like, my uh, uh, a family member's kid has, uh, like, yeah, they know how to use, like, uh, YouTube and get the whatever channel they want to watch in on that, like, who knows what the heck is going to happen, like, in 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess uh, going back to the Michigan fans too, you know. So I live in uh, California now. Yeah. So I get so mu- so everything I'm getting, you know, in terms of like I'm reading articles, you know, on ninety seven one's uh, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And reading those comments, I mean, they're about what you expect, you know. Um, oh yeah, they're so, hilarious. Yeah, so that's where I get most of my my Michigan fan drama is just from reading that. Yeah. You're a big Lions fan too, right? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Forward down the field. Yeah. Uh, Kim talks about there's a place that you go to, basically, like the bar, or you're, like, known as the Lions fan from where you're at? I mean, so I I live in, like, a a pretty unique place. Um, I live and work at the same place. It's, like, uh, it's called Stanford Sierra Camp in uh, in South Lake Tahoe. And it's basically, like... um, in the summer, it's a summer camp for Stanford families, and then in the spring and the fall, it's uh, it's like a conference center for Stanford affiliated um, groups and uh, and weddings and stuff like that. Um, so we and the people that work there are from all over the place. Um, like one of my good friends there is a Packers fan, so obviously <laughs> we go we go uh, back and forth on that. But yeah, so everybody there loves giving me shit yeah. um, about being a Lions fan uh. because they've already seen. I mean, so I've been there for four years. And uh, they've already seen the highs and lows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. What was the high? <laughs> um, making the yeah, making it, the high would be making the playoffs. And then yeah. also one of the guys that works there is a Seahawks fan. And I got to watch, um, I think that was the last playoff game we had, was against the Seahawks. And by the, right. by the end of that game, um, we couldn't even be in the same room with, uh, with each other. Oh, no. Um, so that didn't go well, but... Uh, and I go to your camp and make one joke about Michigan State beating Stanford in the Rose Bowl, and that one of the guys <laughs> really angry at me. Yeah, you you messed with the the one guy that actually cares about uh, Stanford sports. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm like the ultimate Lions defender and ultimate Lions optimist. Yeah. On, the, on the way here, I was like, I don't know. I think shut I, up. I think we I have said one four it, wins. He was like, I think twelve. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> twelve wins. I was, I was like, oh, I think like we could have a top five defense, and I kind of believe that. I guess, but I guess at the same time, oh, um, I shouldn't believe anything I say about the Lions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I am, it's hard to believe anything yeah. positive about the Lions. All everybody's talking about is how the the one of the best bets is like the six and a half under for their win total. <sighs> that'd be that'd be pretty. Uh, I think I'd have to bet the over. That seems rough to. Well, follow the line because it's probably gonna go like everybody was talking about betting the under. So I'm waiting for it to go down a little bit. Come on, like any team, any every crappy team can I win mean, six games. 
it's crazy. We cra- won six last year, and we basically have the same team with a couple additions. Hey, all I know is we're a hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. so I we should, got a chance. I should throw like fifty on that. <laughs> like, that's right? the yeah. Leicester City bet. You got a bet oh, on the team that has no chance. A hundred to what? Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, that <sighs> seems a little crazy to me. I think we uh, we have we're either tied for the lowest odds or have the lowest odds of any team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, oh, which, I bet. Which seems crazy, <laughs> but again, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Again, I am. Who's the, the crazy one? <laughs> I mean, probably me for even believing in <laughs> any of this. Oh, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna listen to a guy who almost kills himself running around. Yeah, then... see, see, this this is another thing that we're, uh, you know, self torture. Yeah, you know, running, yeah. Run, yeah, running ultra marathons and rooting for the lions. Oh, so know? that's where it actually came from. Yeah, that probably is where it came. Your self hatred. I'm like, all right, what can what can I make? You know, how can I make my life harder? You know, I yeah. already watch these lions games. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna run a bunch. Um, so yeah, I guess both of those go hand in hand. Yeah, so much suffering in Detroit every Sunday during the football season yeah. happening together. Yeah, <laughs> when any sports team plays in Detroit, they're suffering. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we're really bad right now. It's, it's not, not going it's good. It's not going good. No. You guys baseball fans? You follow baseball? You know, not. I mean, when the Tigers were on their run for yeah. for ten years, I was definitely into it. Um, it's tough. It's tough to really get into if you're. I know. You're super into fantasy baseball, and I, I oh, also yeah. have a few buddies that are really into that. Um, so they're into you know just um, baseball year round, and and both and and they're both Cubs fans too, and they they're doing good now. So yeah, yeah. it's easy to get excited about that. But I don't know if you're not if you're not into the fantasy baseball and your team, yeah, it's not is not good. good. It's hard to stay. You know, pay attention for yeah. it's such a long season. You know, let's just say my tiger is Chris Shelton. Oh, yeah? <laughs> he had a hell of a month. Here. Yeah. What did he have, like 15 home runs in a month or something <laughs> like that? Everybody thought he was going to be really good. I remember that was like the first year I started playing. No, it was like right before he played Fantasy. Or was it? I feel like he was off the team by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It was like it was just the month of April was unbelievable, <laughs> and that was like it. For, for, a, for a second, I thought you were going to say Christian Stewart. Do you know who that is? I think he's on the team now. Yeah, he's just on the team now or whatever. And then I was like, I forgot about you. I forgot about that guy. I mean, Chris Shelton, Futaini, just yeah. some classic. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly I don't know many players even on the team now. Um, well, Miguel Cabrera, did you? No, hear? I yeah. I mean, that's that's just such a mess. I did you hear what he said recently? I guess fans are complaining about him. Uh, he doesn't care. He was I don't complaining know. Complaining about not having a good hitter behind him. Yeah. So like uh, basically, people are like, "Oh, he's not hitting home runs." Basically, he's, I'm afraid personally. I, I can see why other people might too. That he might turn into like a Maglio Dornios at the end of his career. He's just hit singles. Okay, you bat 300, but you're hitting singles. Like that's not really worth much. Is he not already there? I mean, well, he's thinking the power is going to come. That's what he said. He's like, "Oh, I don't even think about that. Like, oh, it'll happen. I could hit 15 in a month, basically." Yeah, maybe, but I don't know when you're. I, what is he making? Like thirty-five million. Oh yeah, it's like at least thirty million a year. Oh god. Uh, yeah. I, I tell mean, you what, if he brought a duffel bag full of guns into a restaurant right now, it wouldn't go so well anymore. <laughs> not hit the diggers that he that he used to. Did that? Is that did what he, he did? <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, he got real drunk. I know he was. He had his. What? He had his drinking days. But yeah, man. he did. He got real drunk <laughs> and then the was like in Florida and had like a duffel bag like full of guns and then like went into. A restaurant it was like, don't you know who I am and stuff? Basically, it was it was Florida though, so they were probably like, ah, oh, we'll just let it slide. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he like re- had a really good year, 
Yeah, it's well, maybe uh, he needs to get back on it. Get back yeah. on the juice. <laughs> we'll take him to the shooting range. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that will kind of perk I him up a little bit. About guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he was like complaining. He was like, "Well, I used to have Victor Martinez and JD Martinez and Johnny Peralta." He named like hitting behind him. He's like, "I, I mean, got." I guess it's true. But... Yeah, but like, don't like. Go ahead on Nico Goodrum on your own yeah. team and stuff like that. Yeah, like, he sure already knows that, but it doesn't need to come from you. Like, be a leader. Yeah, and If dude, those guys were behind him, I still don't think he would be playing as well. As no, exactly. Was. That's why I don't yeah. like it either way. That's an, that's the other reason. Yeah, that's a lame excuse to have, especially when you're making that much money. Yeah, because like, now they're saying they're not giving him good pitches or whatever. Like, Yeah, whatever. it's... Uh, I don't know. I'd like I, mean, to I was going to say trade him, but I don't think I mean, anybody... No, him. I wish we could. That'd yeah. be the dream. Yeah, but I just... Please, I don't somebody know. take him. Yeah, I don't know if that's possible. No, um, uh, not for 30 mil. Yeah. Like, he's still, like, five-year contract on um, him and stuff I like mean, that. I mean, he might go from, like, one of the most favorite players to everyone not liking him yeah. by the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> he was able to go to a restaurant with guns and get away with it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, no one ever talks about that really anymore. It's... I, I was talking about this the other day with baseball contracts. It's It seems outrageous. So, like, if you're a, a great player like Trout, you get this huge contract, and it seems like there's so many other guys in the league who are barely making anything, and then you go down to, like, AAA, and, then you know, they're making even less. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's pretty... Yeah, we were talking about Kyler Murray making the right decision to not play baseball. You think so? He's already made, like, double what his first baseball contract would have paid him. What about, like, the longevity of his yeah. life and I, career I, I and mean, stuff? that's, that's yeah. definitely the... Yeah, you you see how that. He's yeah, about hopefully that. he doesn't take. <laughs> any. A lot of young people aren't. That's the you know like. Yeah, that was yeah. I mean, that was a. Uh, I mean, he still would have got DC. He still would have been like a millionaire. Oh yeah, or whatever. I mean yeah. It's, I feel like it's a lot easier to flunk out in baseball as a first round pick than a quarterback. Someone will always give you a chance, even if yeah. you don't do that well. I guess I mean there's other yeah. quarterbacks that failed out pretty fast. But like your career could be over like in a game. I feel like it's yeah. football. Like those guys, I don't know. I he's, don't a little, he's, a, yeah. he's a little guy, too. 300-pound so. beast running around after me. Or, you know, I get hit with the baseball every once in a while. Yeah, he's a little guy. So, yeah, hopefully he never takes any of those big hits. But I wish he could we play both. week one. Yeah. Line. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you think he'll be starting week one. Oh, 100%. I, yeah. I hope so. Really? Yeah. I mean, last year we started with a rookie quarterback week one against the Lions, and man, did he destroy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I mean, if you want to get the guy's confidence going, yeah. week one. Nobody better than the Lions. Yeah. Seriously, we've made some bad like quarterbacks look really, yeah. really good. Yes, we, we have. Matt Flynn of the yeah. Packers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Flynn, like, we got that guy paid, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's out of the league now. Like, pay your starting quarterback the Fake an injury the week against the Lions so you can build your stats up so you can leave the next year, oh, get man. your contract. Yep. That's what the Lions We're good do. for that. We're good for one player a year. We get them paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, on your Twitter, it says that you're an atheist. I brought up that you were raised Catholic. Are yeah. you still an atheist? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, still an um, atheist. And I think that's... Uh, that's probably a popular trend with uh, people that go to Catholic school. At least yeah. I know. I know a lot <laughs> yeah, of them. Yeah, right. No, you went to Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, yeah they really just... Uh, Beat it out of yeah, you? Yeah, oh, no, for no. sure. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah. it's Yeah, a lot of the stuff's just ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and then the stuff the Catholic Church went through with... That sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to support that. And No. And... Uh, 
I do think there's something about communion and like you know bringing oh, people together. Oh, I totally, I totally, under, I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah, and and but, I under, and I understand uh, how religion can be good for yeah. people. There's good that, principles that involved are, in a lot of these that things. that are in like shitty situations. Yeah, maybe they don't have a lot to live for. Yeah, um, and I understand why it's good for those people, but I feel like for for most people who maybe you know have you know decent lives or in decent situations and can you know think for themselves and can you know make you know their own moral choices i feel like it's pretty easy choice to decide you don't have to follow these yeah to do know. what's right just kind yeah. of just make yeah good, i feel you know, like that's you should f- instinctual feel like you know if you did the right thing or not and i feel like most people do um this girl when i was at the restaurant yesterday uh i was before her and like they got she got set before me or whatever but it's a restaurant i go to all the time and she knew what she did to me, and that could have like made a big deal about it. But I'm like, go ahead. You wanted it that bad, go ahead. Yeah, and yeah, there's still gonna be people like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I had some people get real mad at me because they opened the door for me into a <laughs> restaurant, and then I walked in and just was like, all right, need a <laughs> table, and they're like, hey man, you can't take this table. We opened the door for. Those are those moral decisions. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got a different... You got to do what's right. I don't don't know what's right there. What are the norms? Like, yeah, everybody's got different norms. (laughs) Everybody doesn't always know the exact norms of the rules of the situation that we're creating. But I I do think that most people don't need religion to, you know, find their moral values. Yeah. Because that is an argument that a lot of... uh, um, that a lot of uh, theists uh, like to make is that like, well, where do you get your morals from? Then it's like, I mean, I mean the, the moral the morals in the Bible were just passed down from a different set of beliefs from someone else before. I don't think they magically just came to them. Other people were thinking about it, and then well, yeah, and I think, and I think, I mean, this is almost for sure is that most of these religions were set up to kind of control people or to get some civility in a world you know thousands of years ago that was pretty crazy and a lot different than it is today so like i said i understand why it's there but um i feel like there's going to be more and more people um that will probably uh, especially the younger generations of people that will probably stay away from it um but who knows i do Yeah, things come back. You never know. Yeah, (laughs) we could. Yeah, there could be something crazy. Penn State made a comeback. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah, if they can do it, God. The dark ages were a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we'll we'll see about that. That's that's definitely. uh, But they'll probably need like some type of like reformatting or something a little bit. Like uh, they definitely got to get away from the. Yeah. The stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Catholic that. Church needs to get get away from that stuff so, for I sure. I think if they would let women be priests and let priests be married and yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, that might people would probably come back. Yeah. <laughs> let gay people be involved. Right. Uh, the last thing out here that you have for your profile. <laughs> I'm excited. Dive on this what do you think? This what, is, yeah. what do you think it is? What else? How else would you describe Zach in 2012? Oh boy, uh, animal. What animal? <laughs> the opposite of that. Say what is it? Human being. <laughs> a vegetarian. Oh boy. Are you still a vegetarian? No, I eat twelve <laughs> bananas a day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a around. Raw the, vegan. So it was around that time, you know. So I started running in like 2012. 
I was just trying to make all kinds of like radical changes. Yeah, <laughs> trying to I, find out who you yeah, are. <laughs> I think I, I ran that marathon and then I uh, I had a buddy, um, uh, Nick, that I that actually one of the guys that got me into ultra running who I met at Wayne State. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure he's still a vegan, but he was a raw vegan for a long oh, time. Man for a long time and I was like all right and there's like this really popular book I I bought and and I think I tried doing it for like at least a month it okay. was it was crazy though <laughs> I mean I think the the detox process you go through that is like so intense especially oh, yeah. from like you know I was like drinking a lot and stuff oh, like that I too. Can so it was oh, just my gosh. it was yeah. terrible and then I and then I after that didn't work, I tried just being vegan for a while, and then that didn't last for a long time. But then I was I was vegetarian for, um, for probably like a year, like f- from like mid twenty twelve okay. to twenty thirteen. But then yeah, then I bailed on that, <laughs> and uh, and it's funny. And then so the the girlfriend that I have now, Millie, who we've been together for four years, and I met her in in Tahoe when I moved out there, and she had been vegetarian for like. Oh man, like fifteen years. I, I like like more than or like half of her life. And she met me, and uh, we went to uh, or I went to Thailand for the first time. She had been there, but she'd always been vegetarian. Um, but the, you know, when you go there, like there's just so many like street meats and stuff like that. And I was eating them all. And, like, <laughs> and I think she had just gotten jealous at a certain point and just started eating them. And now she's not vegetarian oh, anymore. Oh no, so, you turned her. I know, but uh, I think I think she's happy of the. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, I can I, say that I stopped eating meat. Me and Kim stopped eating meat for a little bit just to. I'm just trying different diets to see what kind of works best with me and stuff like that. So I'm I'm open minded and willing to give different. But I'm definitely back on the steak. So yeah. like steaks it's, are so good. Yeah, I converted Kristen too. She was a vegetarian. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Don't hate. It's uh. I think that's just because I'm a good chef. So there you go. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not. But uh, um, yeah, no. With with the different diets, I mean, that's especially now. There's so many. Yeah, and and in the running community too, everybody has their own like trick or yeah, you know, like some people like there are like uh, raw vegans, um, vegans, and a lot of vegetarians. But then uh, there's the totally opposite side of the spectrum with like the keto diet. Yep. Oh yeah. And like eating just only fats and pr- and it works for some people. Yeah. Um, and like uh, uh, Zach Bitter, who was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, um, he is the like the U.S. Uh, 100 mile record holder like he ran like 100 miles in like 11 hours something something <laughs> something just really crazy Jeez. um but yeah he is like uh he's on the keto diet and like barely eats any carbs which in like running is like a pretty crazy thing to do but yeah. it, it works for him so yeah i guess it different different things yeah. work for different people especially um in sports and yeah, I remember growing up like before hockey. The day before a hockey game, my dad would tell me to like eat a bowl of pasta, basically oh, to carb up for your game the next day and stuff like that. I used to believe well, our, that. Our cousins would drink a, a glass of pickle juice before his football game. Uh, <laughs> cramping. He said. Who did that? <laughs> Joe McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, but no, it's uh, true about the diets, like. Uh, you just got to kind of get to know yourself, I guess, through yeah. my experience and just, you know, like, biologically, you're going to be attracted to certain th- things. They just taste well to you. That's, that's been, yeah, <laughs> that's been, I, I'm, running wise, the, my diet has been the, the toughest thing for me, um, especially during races. I feel like that's why I've had like these stomach, I just can't 
quite figure out what I need to huh. eat during a race to make my stomach happy. And it's it's not uncommon either. I mean, that's I, I mean, think it might just be part of the whole thing. Yeah, I think it might not matter. Yeah, I mean, I think if you polled runners or and they do have polls like this, like you know, what was the worst thing you had to deal with during this race? Most people would say like stomach issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just yeah, when you run for you know a day uh, and uh, <laughs> you're you're using all this effort in your muscles, it kind of takes. I think what it is, is is it takes the the blood flow away from like your digestive system, so it just starts like everything else slowly shutting down. Oh no, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a mess. Yeah. Again, all those signing up right now for the ultra marathon. Yeah, <laughs> it just... takes it takes a special a special person. But with most people, though, I feel like most people that do one, they end up doing more. Than yeah, one. no, no. There's something. Yeah, because well, I can, to get you, to that point, you gotta be. Well, it just feels when you do something that you don't think you could ever do. It's just a great feeling. It just like shows you like what you can do. Like a good workout in the morning, kind of like that's the hardest part of my day usually, right? The thing I don't look forward to the most, kind of maybe it's yeah. like. Get, but once you get that out of the way, like everything else seems a little bit easier. Yeah, and I, and I think why I started running in the first place was it just made me feel better. Um, yeah, and a lot of these races make you feel worse. Like I said, like while you're doing it, um, but then after. I, I feel like most people after the fact are like, well, you know, like I can do this better next time or I can, yeah. you know, there's always ways you can improve or uh, just doing something harder the next time, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, the, I can only imagine like, cause like you're, you're doing something other people are doing, but it's also like a only experience that you'll only ever have. And your body is going to be probably a little bit different from whoever else and what happens to it and your experiences and like your level of, pain and where it goes and where it takes you like it's a personal experience that i, I imagine yeah yeah no it is uh yeah and, and you know some of these races um like the last race i did um was in the was in the canary islands um on gran canaria and it's called trans gran canaria so you you start in uh the north of the island you run to the south and it's like 80 miles and um over like twenty thousand feet of climbing um, and so you're out there, most people are out there. I think like the time limit is like, you know, 36 hours. And I was out there for, um, for just about half of that. Um, and y yeah, you have a lot of time to think and, and like, <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's a crazy thing. Cause it, you know, most sports, you know, you're really in the moment. Um, yeah. you're a lot like a lot of, you know, most athletes, like, you know, you're playing basketball or football, you got to be like locked in. Yeah, You can't think about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all <laughs> no, you're like you're going to so, lose if you're thinking about anything else. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, um, I've had some shorter races where I've done well and I've won a couple of them. Um, so you're definitely thinking about that, you know, yeah. um, like, you know, how you're going to finish and what you're going to do on certain parts of the course. But I, I still feel like even, uh, the the elite of the elite in ultra running, like you're out there for such a long time, yeah. like your brain's going different places and yeah. you're thinking about crazy things, and yeah. then <laughs> and then afterwards, it's like you really like it's almost like meditating, almost. It's just like a ton of like self reflection gets yeah. done during these races too, which I think is another big part of it that I really enjoy. I can only imagine. Like that's, I mean, <laughs> that's all I got. I can't. I haven't done it. So. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, 
I, I'm gonna. I plan on doing them for as long as I can. I yeah, guess. like so. How old can you do? Like, what is like the oldest oh, guy man. that does this? That's that's the amazing thing. That's I shut think, up. Uh, I so like some older people can. Yeah. Do so in terms of okay, so probably the most popular um, hundred mile race in the country. It's called Western States. Um, it's I think it's the oldest hundred mile race in the world, um, and it runs from Squaw Valley right by Lake Tahoe to this like town in the foothills called Auburn. Um, it's super tough to get into because everybody wants to run it, um, and there's a lot of old timers that have been running oh, it man. for a long time, kind of kind of before it became super popular. Yeah, and I think. I mean, every year there's like somebody that's like 70 that finishes it, which is just crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I think the oldest person that's <sighs> finished it, I'm not for sure, but I think she was like 75 and she finished with like 10 seconds to go on the, it's like a 30 hour cutoff. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine doing that. I mean, I, so and you I mean, do it. <laughs> so if you can't imagine doing it, imagine I was trying to think about someone well, I'm doing just, it. I'm <laughs> just saying the, to have the longevity to, I know to do that. When you're that old is, is I think about, so hopefully I hopefully I can keep going and I know be one of those people. Yeah, that gives me like hope because like earlier I was just thinking like oh, I'm getting old, my back and oh, like yeah, you got, now you're telling like, me seventy year olds are running ultra marathons. Yeah. Or? So man, if you can if you can keep up that longevity and, and run like that, I mean that's I guess that's kind of the goal. I bet I feel like most ultra runners that's that's their goal. That's is their, like uh, this is like a lifelong uh, sport, basically. Well, uh, if you do it right, if you do, if it, you right. do it wrong, then no. Because <laughs> yeah, I, we'll speak on that. What does that mean, doing it wrong? Yeah, so there's there's been a lot of people that have kind of a lot of especially a lot of elite ultra runners that have burnt themselves out just uh, yeah just doing too much training uh, in a short amount of time. I think and, okay, and and then just like not recovering from races, you know, because races really take you're you're not going out. Um, so I'm I'm running my my first 100 mile race in July, um, and the longest run I'll probably do before that race, like training run, is probably like 40 miles. It won't be any longer than that. So nobody's going out there and and yeah. running and running like you know 60 miles this weekend. And okay. I mean, you you end up doing like like I'll probably peak out at like 100 miles per week. Okay. Um, I think the the problem with people burning out is they'll do a hundred mile race and then two weeks later they'll go and do another one okay. and then like a few weeks later they'll do another one. That's some people can do it. I mean, yeah. there are some people that do that. A lot of people can't, especially if you're trying to run competitively at like yeah. the front of the field. And I think that's what's happened. But for most people who aren't doing that, I mean, plus that takes that's just so much time. Yeah, it's like traveling. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, traveling or just like. That point, that's your job. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're not doing anything else, so um, that's why a lot of people like I've these past few summers, I I've like lived out of my van um, <laughs> and trained, which was fun. Um, and this year, I'm doing it where I'm working and I'm training, which is you know pretty pretty exhausting. Yeah, but imagine. it also keeps you in check though too. So it's like you're not like if I wasn't if I wasn't working, I'd probably like I might be running too much. So it kind of okay. Um, it, it's, you just, yeah, you have to find that balance and that's what uh, I think a lot of people have had problems with, but, uh, yeah, at least for me, I'd like to keep things in check and, and kind of have that longevity. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely, trading's huge, you know, and you 
some guys don't work hard enough, but then there's other guys who just overtrain and aren't, yeah, like you said, recovery. Like yeah. sleep and nutrition is super important into recovery, especially as you get older. Yeah, for sure. Um, it only becomes more important. So I think there's a reason why, I'm sure if you did a study on those 70-year-olds, like who completed it, what else they did to get there, a lot of them probably had similar type of situations and stories. Yeah, I would think that most, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but mo- I bet you their training mileage is rel- relatively low. Yeah. And they don't race very often, and that's probably... The longevity. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm probably going to keep it to three ultra marathons a year, okay. three or four, and with some, like, shorter races, like, mixed in between, probably, yeah. but... I don't know any like train the, the the biggest thing with running these races is the training. Yeah, it takes well, a long time, you know. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of yeah. So that's that's most of it. That's what I kind of that's what's fun about it too. Is like, do you well, follow any like guides or you just figure oh I'll train for forty miles today? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I used to be like really structured and uh, and be like I'm gonna do ten miles today and then I'm gonna do like 12 miles tomorrow and now it's just like it's typically i like before i go out like you know i i work like eight to four and i go run after work and and usually i just decide after like how i'm feeling and like where i'm gonna go and then on the weekends i'll you know i'll do like a a longer run of uh like right now it's like 20 to 30 miles and then the next day follow it up with maybe in like a 15 mile i just yeah i don't i don't really plan some people have coaches and they plan all this and like maybe that's a good idea like maybe i'll eventually do that um but this seems like it's working okay for now and i try not to take it too seriously are coaches expensive or you know i'm not not really sure um i was wondering if there's like a a blog or a book oh i mean there's there's explain what they do there's a ton of that yeah probably but i mean now there's like uh a lot of the uh professional runners who do it full-time they're like a lot of their like side gigs or like coaching, okay, um, which yeah. is cool. And so they'll like set up like a training plan for you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think right now for me, yeah, uh, what does this, this coaching involve? I'm not totally <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not just how many miles you should run. Kind of in like your form, your running form. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think it's anything like that. I don't know. It's. I think it works for some because some people I feel like have a hard time staying on schedule yes. and like staying motivated. And for me, I feel like I'm a pretty self motivated person. Yeah, I know I know I need to get this training in, so the race will go better. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, so that's all the motivation I need is like I know I need to do this, so when the race comes, I'll feel better do, yeah. doing you know during it, and um, and it will hopefully go better. You yeah. know, I'll be prepared, and I feel like this the past couple months i've probably done uh some of the best training i've had and and so like the the race i'm doing in july is you know it's still like two months away and i've already gotten to like two months of training and so for me this is will be like the biggest buildup of training i've had to a race so that's all the motivation i need yeah so so. uh i think it's important to be a self-motivator if you can like that's and i feel like most most ultra runners have uh, to be have to be yeah i mean why else are you doing this then yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could even have, get a coach that would make you into an ultra. Runner. Yeah, or like yeah. force you to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of people doing that. So you went for like it looked like you went for a run yesterday. I did. Yeah. You did run? How long was record. that? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it, uh, yeah. So it was just like uh, whenever I come home 
I'm used to, I'm used to like running in the mountains. Yeah, at alt- at altitude. So I come here and I'm like I'm flying right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a oh. little uh, there's a little uh, like paved track across from my parents' house in Dearborn. And I was just flying around there. Okay, yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks a little dark around there. I can, yeah. So I can see you everywhere you're running. Yeah. Like going, I just, just going back I and just wind like up. That, just, and then a bunch of yeah, <laughs> in a circle. I, I like to make little designs with my Strava runs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the one yesterday looked like you just, like, so that looks like you ran around a lake yesterday, it looks like. So that's where I live, yeah. I live right on uh, this little lake um, just south of Lake Tahoe. Um, I mean, it's it's an ideal spot to train for ultra marathons uh it kind of is a bummer this year Steep we, cliffs we got so much snow um we we got like uh like 800 inches of snow what yeah 800 inches yes um how many the, feet is that oh god <laughs> ty, ty you do the math on that one <laughs> um so it's still like uh so like at the lake level like where we live like it just melted out um, but all the trails that go up into the mountains kind of above us, there's still like most of them are still snowed in and will probably be snowed in into June. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, so training has been a little more difficult uh, just finding the areas that are snow free. Right yeah. Now. But oh uh, but yeah, it's cool. Though. I mean, I can just like from where I live. Um, I mean, there's like hundreds of miles of trails just on my front door. It's awesome. So. Does like Cabrini know that? Because you guys are from both. You guys both went to Cabrini, right? High yeah. school. Uh, <laughs> Let's go Monarchs. <laughs> uh, do, do they know that you do this or anything like that, or has anybody ever like reached out to you re- like locally? Because there's, I mean, what's the percent of people that do this? It can't be that many. Um, it's growing, but it's probably still uh, pretty small. Less right? than one percent. Yeah. I mean, um, but no, uh, I mean my friends that or the people I'm still friends with there. I mean they know what I'm up to and they yeah. think it's pretty crazy. I'm just curious, like the News Herald or nobody's ever like. No, I don't. Uh, I don't expect them to, <laughs> but uh, um, no, it's cool though. I mean we've uh, Cabrini's had some a few pretty good athletes come out of there though too, um, but uh, yeah, nobody's ever maybe. Uh, Maybe if I keep getting better, they'll reach out to me one day. I mean, I don't just be. I mean, that's like a pretty like high standard athlete. I think. I don't know. What do you think, Tyler? Is that pretty high standard? Do you think that's Cabrini esque? Should they be reaching out? I don't know anyone else that does it. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're pretty humble, I think. But I'll say it like that's another level of athlete. Like, uh, it, it gives me inspiration to like want to be better and stuff like that. And. Um, Kim's trying to get better. Kim's, you know, we've been going to the gym and stuff like that, and she quit, like, kind of, like, drinking and stuff like that. I think she's feeling better. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, just getting, just getting out there and doing anything is, yeah. uh, is awesome. I mean, I, and I, and it's, yeah, it's tough, too, like, to just get in, like, a routine and to, to get going. I mean, that was the, took, like, even when I first, so when I first started running, I ran that first marathon, I still wouldn't even call myself, it took a while to actually get into, like, I, I would go through like phases where I'd run a bunch and then yeah, I'd stop. For sure. Then I'd run a bunch again and I'd stop. And it's probably just been since I moved to Tahoe. So it's been like four years where I've really got into like a good routine where I've made it a huge part of my life, especially now. I mean, it's, you know, I go to work, I, yeah. I run after and just relax and hang out and go to bed and do it all over again. But uh, I don't know. I think it's like a pretty pretty good quality of life and 
if you can, if anybody, you know, can just make, you know, being active, uh, like a big, or just like, uh, just a part of your life, at least I feel like your quality of life is yeah, undoubtedly, you know, undoubtedly going to be better. I mean, you said the community is pretty supportive and happy and it seems like to be a good part of, so there's something there. Oh that, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's another great thing about it too. You go to these races and it's, you know, it's like a party at the finish line and, you know, everybody's high-fiving each other. Oh, and, man. Um, you know, and some of the races I've been competitive in, like, whether I win or come in, you know, like, you know, maybe a few places behind, like, you know, we're all talking about it afterwards. Yeah. Like, it's it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to – and it's I, – I guess I still have a lot of that competitiveness. In yeah, too. for sure. I've always been like that. So that's another part of it, too, is – but, you know, these longer races – being competitive is so funny. Yeah. I think it'd be funnier if people were talking shit to each other while they're running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny being competitive in like these long races because they're so long. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, oh. it's like you just start and you're like, yeah, well, I'll see you in 15 hours. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be competitive for 40 hours or yeah. something. Like, but some pe- like some of these races turn out like that. Um, most of them, it's just like, you know, who paced themselves right and, yeah. you know, just feels better that day. It's uh, Do women do pretty well in this? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, I mean, there's been studies where comparatively, uh, like men to women, you know, like in other sports, there might be a bigger gap, Yeah. but in ultra running, it's, it's quite a bit smaller because I think, a, a woman's efficiency, like running long distances is, uh, they're, they're kind of like more efficient than, than men are almost. Okay. Um, and there's, there's this, uh, <laughs> going back to Joe Rogan again, uh, this, uh, woman Courtney DeWalter um she became really popular because she was running these like 200 mile races Jesus and she was like uh she ran the, it was this it's called like the Moab 240 it's actually 240 mile race which is I can't even <laughs> understand that one but she beat everybody oh my god by like 12 hours <sighs> so um and then like she's continued to like most races she races um uh, she's like really good at the longer races, so like hundred mile races. She she's right around tenth overall, depending on how competitive or better. I think yeah. she she's won a few other races just yeah. outright. So Jeez. um yeah, so like the some of the yeah, I mean some of these women runners are are insane. I think yeah. I heard about her. Like they were like uh because she had like uh like somebody follows her or something like that. I don't think she was quite by herself. And then uh she had to like sleep for like literally one minute and the guy had yeah. to like wake her yep. up yeah, in yeah. one minute. Yep. And like she's like, how long did you let me sleep for? He's like a minute. Yeah, I mean and she has like this crazy story too of uh um she went blind in like the last ten miles of like a hundred mile race. Shut up. She was like she was like ninety percent blind. Oh. and she had to go like she had to run down this like really technical rocky downhill when she could barely see and she was like falling all over and she still won so like what makes people go to that level so like, yeah so it's like i look at the prize for winning that race I, there was there was money okay. involved yeah, in that race like, <laughs> but i don't stop but i don't think i don't think that's the reason i think she would have kept going regardless uh yeah. so it's like people like that that i really I really look up to. I that's think. yeah. So that's like the uncommon amongst the uncommon. Like yeah, you're, you you yeah. guys are uncommon people. You're a group of people, but then you have your. And own we all people. motivate each other. Too. Exactly. It's like you see stuff like that, and you're like, 
So next time you're feeling like real shitty in a race, you're like, well, at least I'm not blind. That could be worse. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to use that as motivation now. I as remember I... watching you in that Ohio race, and the, the kid who won, there was like a hill to come down to finish it, and he fell down the hill and was bleeding all over his leg. <laughs> <and just laughs> picked himself up and then won and then collapsed at the finish line. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. That's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> and then you finished it, you were like, fine, but this kid wanted to win bad. Yeah. I uh I'm gonna use it as motivation when I run. It's like I'm not blind yet. I keep going, yeah. push harder. I know I have more. Yeah, and that's run until you go blind. That's... I think, and that's the thing. You know, you're talking about David Goggins, um, that I've really latched onto. Is he talks about how like people when they think they're giving their hundred percent, it's probably really like they're twenty percent. Yeah. Because I've and I've every race or the last few races I've done, I've, I've definitely tapped into that. Yeah. Where you feel like just terrible but then you just start moving again you're like all right well yeah yeah, yeah. You, just, you start and it's highs and lows like it's it's crazy how how bad you can feel and then like 10 minutes later you feel fine yeah it's, well, it's kind of like life and then it just but it hits you at you all like in like a short span of time almost it's, it's funny you say that there's a there's a popular kind of like youtube video um about the western states race and it follows the the top few female runners and it's called life in a day and yeah. I, that's what a lot of people kind of i could especially yeah. like the 100 mile race which i'll discover that in a couple months okay so um, but uh yeah i mean it's I, and i've already kind of had that experience um just the highs and the lows you go through yeah which is another reason why uh, you do it i think uh, what was it called again I'll, I'll, it's called life in a day life in a day it makes yeah. sense the highs and lows because like, yeah, you, you get it's probably as close as you're going to get probably to like death and stuff like that yeah, or you whatever, might feel so. like that yeah. yeah yeah i mean the more than most people like i'm not getting that close yeah ever i can't uh like i said i've had like i've been sweaty i puked maybe a little bit but yeah. not blind it's crazy how uh yeah you can just keep puking and keep cramping up and and eventually some of it goes away or it doesn't and you just keep grinding it out yeah. to the finish line <laughs> um but yeah and it's just uh and you'll see people going through the same experiences along the way and those are the people that you end up you know chatting with and right talking to and that makes things you know better too and that's why the community is so important. It yeah. sounds like we, it, it, would, it couldn't be almost done if it was just like one guy or a few guys doing it by themselves or yeah. whatever. Which that's how it used to be, though. It's really like ultra running it, is like it's, <laughs> it's pretty new sport. I mean, I, you know, maybe the '70s is when it okay. kind of started existing with very few people, maybe a few hundred people that would run the same races. You don't think thousands of years ago people were doing it? I mean. I don't think they, they were. I don't think they were calling it ultra running. Yeah, it's just Life. surviving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the community's grown a lot, and everybody has kind of taken, um, I guess the same values that these old school guys and. That's that's women. pretty awesome. That's a pretty awesome story to like like these guys just instilled these type of skills and mindset and, and like the and just the camaraderie and stuff and people have just kind of stuck with that. So uh, you said it probably started like in the seventies. Do you think? Yeah, you I sure? think. Yeah. Um, well, so I think the oldest, um, at least in the U. Well, actually, the oldest ultra marathon in in, uh, in the world, I think it's in South Africa. It's called Comrades. Um, I, I think it's like a little over fifty miles, and that's run on the roads. 
Um, and that's really competitive with like African runners and a lot of Americans go there and have done well too. Um, but I think that's the oldest, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but then in the U S um, there's, uh, the JFK 50 miler and that, and that, that might've been like late sixties. Um, and then in California, like the ultra running boom was kind of in okay. the seventies and kind of where, where I live, um, in Tahoe and, uh, the foothills area of, uh, Northern California. I mean, uh, there was a bunch of races that took off in the seventies, like Western States and this race called like the American river 50. Um, and then, yeah, and especially now in Northern California, I mean, there's like, you could run four different races every weekend. Oh my seems, gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's kind of all over. T- I mean, I would say probably even in Michigan, there's, there might be an ultra, you know, somewhere like really? once every week. Yeah. Or maybe every couple weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you have any idea? I had no idea. I'll set one up. <laughs> yeah. You can just, you can just run like a hundred laps around Tenike Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they, yeah, then and they do have races like that too, where you run around a track oh, for sounds, 24 hours. That's that sounds. That's that's where it it hits the next level, I think. <laughs> but uh, people do it. That yeah, that would be you awful. Don't get to experience the lightning and the rain and yeah. running through the <laughs> yeah. woods and dogs. You ain't living <laughs> until that happens. <laughs> well, you just run around a track in a circle for hours on end. Yeah, that's where you really develop that mental strength. I think. Yeah, is, is that harder? Oh, I mean, that's for sure. I, I mean, it's probably easier on your legs. Yeah. But it's definitely not easier on your mind. Right? I mean, just because yeah. it's just monotonous yeah. over and over Does and over. Does anyone listen to something while they're running it? Oh, I mean, just probably. Put a book on tape on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean. Uh, the whole first Game of Thrones book while you're running your 18-hour uh, <laughs> race. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I've done like one race like that. We went no, but it was like a three mile loop. Okay. But it was still like that was still not. It was still like too much, and um, I mean maybe I'd do it again. I don't know, but uh, yeah, going around a track though. That's, yeah. That's that's something special. That's how I used. Yeah, <laughs> I used to like start running when I started to like finally like get into running was like around a track. But now like yeah, I'd rather run around my city or something like that, preferably. Yeah, I mean, that's why <laughs> when you looked at uh, my Strava, like when I come home and visit my parents, I'm just zigzagging yeah. up those streets. Yeah. Like, I want to see this whole neighborhood. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Uh, you guys watching any other sports right now? You watching the basketball or hockey playoffs? Watch basketball. Yeah, basketball a little bit. And then uh, Champions League soccer. Okay. Been, yeah, I mean, that's been that's been pretty good. I mean, the, the semifinals were, I mean, two of the craziest – Matches, I mean, ever maybe. Oh man, I missed, I missed were, <laughs> two of them. Pretty crazy. I don't know about ever, but I the, mean, the ending of the the Tottenham game was pretty nuts. And then Liverpool was. Uh, oh, Barcelona does that every year. They get up three nothing and yeah. they blow it. Yeah, Liverpool came back from three goals down uh, to to win the. It's like a two leg. So I don't know if you're familiar. It's like a two leg. You know, they play. Um, in Barcelona, and then they played in Liverpool, and uh, Barcelona was up three nothing after the first leg, and they gave it all away. Uh, wow! Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean that's that's been that's been fun to watch, but uh, yeah, hockey. I don't know. I 
I haven't been I super into that. We haven't watched any hockey. Uh, the top teams have been out basically at hockey. Yeah, I so knew, I know that the Tampa Bay. That's what makes it kind of fun, though. At yeah. least, at least it's not like. I mean, I like. like I like the NBA, but it, it's so predictable now. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's usually like you know it from the beginning of the year. Usually, what few teams it's going to come down to right from the beginning. I mean, yeah, even like the in the playoffs, teams. though, it's like you can basically eliminate the bottom oh, yeah. five teams. For, in yeah, each that's conference. what I'm saying. Oh, b- before the season starts, I don't like. Yeah. I don't even know why they even play a whole season. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, they could just make it eight teams in the playoffs, and it'd probably be more meaningful yeah like i don't know we waste a lot of time half, i feel like half the league makes the playoffs they need to make it like the like the premier league or whatever where like there's two divisions yeah. or whatever oh, you honestly like... that would be fun in the nba because there's so many bad teams now yeah, but then i wouldn't be able to go to an nba game because the pistons would be well they'd be relegated every year. well that's our fault that's bad organization yeah. if you're a bad organization you don't deserve to be with the bus the I pistons agree. are might be in the worst situation of any nba team in the league we're just stuck in Eighth seed yeah. purgatory. Yeah. Oh, where, it's awful. Uh, and we have, uh, yeah, just and in bad. Like two I years mean, we'll have cap space, but you know for sure that we will sign somebody or we'll re up Drummond or. Yeah, nobody we, wants to come here. We can't even like no, sign it because it's not a destination place to come to. I mean, yeah, we had to trade for Blake Griffin, which actually turned out to be pretty nice. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I, I think he. It's amazing how hard. The guy tries. Yeah, he's a and, great player yeah. on an eighth place team. Bro. Yeah, I know, and the, and then it just gets ruined because we have maybe the worst point guard in the NBA, <laughs> and maybe the worst big guy in the NBA too. We got some of the worst right. shooters in the NBA. Yeah, it's a mess. This is coming from the guy who's wearing a Detroit Pistons I know, hat. I know. <laughs> uh, um, I I do. I mean, I love the Pistons. Yeah, I yeah. Tickets I'm just year. letting people know. Yeah, I'm letting people know that you know where his where it lies. Where yeah, you, I mean, see, this is funny. See, this is like. Going back to the Lions, it's like I hate to be critical about the Lions, but it's okay to be critical. We're supposed to. We're the fans. We're yeah, taking know. our money. No, I know. Um, I should be more critical of them. Yeah. With the, the Pistons, though, is just it's tough because yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we're I, never gonna get better if we if we keep just getting fringe playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Year. It's just a mediocre ne- team, yeah, like because just- teams are tanking now in order to get back to the top. Yeah. The way they're restructuring the organization. Drummond and Stafford are pretty similar uh, players here in Detroit. They're like they're just they like get those stats and they look yeah. real good and they never win. That's definitely a big I mean, thing about Stafford is that his stats are in like makeup time or like crappy time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this uh, Stafford's a touchy subject for me. Oh know. yeah, you're are you a slappy? Are you a Stafford slappy? I used to be more. It's harder every year to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> last year, last year was rough. tough. But at the same time, though, we didn't help him out at all. Uh, we had terrible tight ends. He had Kelvin Johnson for a long time. Yeah, and he was fine. Uh, uh, we had terrible tight ends last year. Our, our running back got injured. We um, had, like, three first-round pick offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if it's not good this year, though, with the new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe nothing, draft a quarterback. change. Yeah. I was, I was kind of hoping they'd draft a quarterback this year. I was surprised they didn't. I was uh, like Haskins. Who's the guy the Patriots round. drafted? Yeah, the quarterback. The uh, and they drafted him in like the fifth round. Um, I'm not sure. I was thinking, I, or yeah, like I, I get. I mean, I wasn't expecting like a first round. Yeah, quarterback. should have just put the pressure. They could have. I mean. They could have, instead of taking the tight end, they could have, like, maybe moved down and then took, like, a quarterback a little bit later in the first round and hopefully maybe got another pick or something like that. But I mean, I think they just really uh, trust I, Stafford, I, I guess. Mean, I, th- I think Connor Cook, the backup. 
<laughs> he's got a real chance. MSU is he an MSU grad? Oh yeah, he was uh, there like all for three of the years. He was the starting quarterback. That's when, when we were. That's when we were really whooping up on Michigan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring those glory days back for. Yeah. I don't know. We'll it see hasn't. About. It has not worked out well for Cook in the NFL. His, uh, his first his first start was in the playoffs. And he had about four. I'm not even sure something. who they played, but it was for who. For the Raiders. the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, their quarterback broke his leg like before the game. Oh, yeah. Derek Carr? Yeah. yeah, and it was it was about as bad as you'd imagine. Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember getting excited to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, our boys getting uh, a shot, playoff spotlight. I think that crushed his soul after that. I can imagine. That would yeah. be hard to like. He's on the Lions, so something happened. He doesn't have that Tebow-esque where somehow he – that playoff win that he had the one year versus uh, the Steelers. He had, he had one good pass. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I remember. Yeah, that's I mean, all that I mean, that's the same. I mean, and actually, it was just a slant. That, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that I mean, ran 80 yards. Yeah. After. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe we can bring in Tebow. He can be our fifth tight end. He's played. He's no, played baseball. We'll, we'll put him behind Miguel Cabrera. So that Cabrera yeah, can <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah. Home runs. We, we need him to come on the Tigers and the Lions. I mean, you might right know. There. More, you might know more about this than than we do. I guess is he is he ever expected to make it I mean, to the majors? He already like thirty two years old. I mean, oh, yeah. Is he that old? He's, he's like thirty, he's I think. Gotta be. Yeah, he's got to be at least thirty. Um, nobody expected him to do what he's even doing like now. Like, so, he, I, so he is actually playing okay. He's not. Yeah, doing like that. yeah. I uh, I want to say he was. I don't know if he got called up for spring training or not, or like if he got invited. But like, uh, I don't know if he'll ever make it to the pros. But he's like at least not like he's going out there looking good. Got better, like way better than like when he started and stuff like that. So you can't like blame him. I yeah, mean, that's. I mean. Uh, I feel like if the Mets are like tanking or something, they'll eventually just bring him up. Yeah, for a publicity stunt yeah. or something like that to sell some. Uh, if he, especially if he gets hot or something, yeah. like for a couple weeks. We, yeah, we but... had some Tebow T-shirts, or at least I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, yeah we had matching Tebow down. shirts. Yeah. It was oh, ironic. You... It wasn't. <laughs> was it his like irony. last loss to Michigan or something like that, or was that that? Oh, I think it was in college. Yeah, his last yeah. loss was to Michigan. It was into like in the Orange Bowl or something, yeah. one of the bowls yeah, or something so. like that. Didn't go out with a national championship. Oh, I'm sure. I, I mean, I, he, it, I, don't I don't think so. I think he won Didn't the he year before. Had, I don't know. I think he did have two. Cause I, I think, think he had two in a row, and they won yeah. basketball two in a row at, like, the same time. I do remember when they won the basketball because uh, and, uh, I picked him for the March Madness. It was the only March Madness I've ever won. I was so lucky. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was Horford and Noah yeah, and th- Miller, I think. Mike Miller. All right, guys. Uh, it's about that time. Do you have anything else you want to share with us before you guys get going? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, this was, uh, it was fun though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mixing in ultra running with, uh, with the lions. Yeah. Like I said, uh, just really <laughs> piling on. Yeah. It's suffering. That's, that's life. You know? <laughs> um, the highest of highs will come, uh, when the Lions hoist that Lombardi trophy. Oh, my uh, gosh. It stops here. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. February 2020. Yeah, I don't know where the, <laughs> the Super Bowl is this year. Do you know where it's at? No. All right. Well, I should. I know where the trophy will I should be. I know where the Lions won't be. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if for anybody that listens, 100 to 1 odds, if you're in Vegas, throw some money down on oh, We're going to Vegas, me and Kim. Oh, I know. Yeah, you should Oh, you should definitely throw some money down the line. I don't know about that. I don't know if you want to burn your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
which uh, I I am going to probably play in the uh, World Series of Poker, though. Are I you? Gonna, so also, any listeners, if you want to uh, pitch in some money <laughs> for me to go into the, <laughs> you know, get uh, what is it called, the, like a sponsor to buy like a percentage or yeah, something like that. Go. Are you talking about like the the big like World Series like that uh, is that in the summertime? Yep, it's uh, end of June usually, early July. Like there's okay. a bunch of different types of tournaments and stuff. So I'll probably just play like the thousand dollar, no limit hold'em poker. Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. Anyone can join. Yep, that's a great thing about it, baby. Just throw your money <laughs> in. And... Anybody, everybody. Has I, any... I figured you'd have to win like some smaller tournament somewhere. <laughs> no, uh, the big one's ten thousand. Oh, you so can you win like a satellite money. to get into that the or something, but yeah, it just takes you to anybody with ten thousand dollars can go in. Oh man, uh, Chris Moneymaker when he won it made it really made everybody like it blew up because they're like that guy can win, anybody just, can yeah. win. Really, you can't though. It's like really hard. Like these guys who are good are like really good. I mean, like that's what I try to tell people when they're like, oh, like poker, like you just got to get lucky. I'm like, well, there's poker pros for a reason. Yes. They wouldn't be pros, yeah. you know, if they were losing money. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, my brother's dealt in it like for a few years or whatever. Yeah. He played in it last year. Uh, it's funny because I got him into po- like he would not play any poker whatsoever because he was afraid to like lose his money and stuff. And then eventually he like got hooked and loved it way more than like I ever like he Man. still deals it. Yeah, I, you know, because I live, uh, um, well, I live in California, but we're right on the border in Nevada, and there's yeah. a bunch of casinos there. My thing is sports gambling. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. mainly betting on the NFL and uh, college basketball. Straight baseball for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little lost there, but the tournament, the NCAA tournament this year was pretty good to me. So, oh yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, hold yeah. off and just do that every year. Yeah. Uh, is it legal everywhere now, or? Over there, um, like I mean, well, 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 this is in Nevada. Okay, so it's yeah, like so we're like to, yeah. right on the border, okay. so it's like uh, yeah. maybe twenty minute drive from where I stay. Like there's okay. casinos there, so uh, during the NFL season, like me and my buddy will go there and lay some bets. Yeah, and, that's like the fun thing I would like to do, especially like on a Sunday for like baseball. Like all the games are at one o'clock or something like fun. that, so you could like yeah. Put... I just take all the money from our fantasy football league every year and collect that. <laughs> oh really? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I should you... probably stop that. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you guys play for? Not a lot. I won five hundred bucks. <laughs> I know you. You guys. You guys get pretty serious with fantasy baseball. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is the most I've ever spent. Yeah. Fifteen hundred. Oh man. Might have been wow. more than that a little bit, but I won last year. Got second the year before, so like I'm reusing. I'm using the league's money. Yeah, back there into you go. the league. Just roll it back. Yeah. yeah. Just roll yeah, it I back. Like try to turn it into more hope. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's very serious. Um. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you guys probably around like 4 o'clock later today. Yeah, for sure. Eating yeah. some food and stuff. Uh, we'll be around all the ladies and stuff, so we won't get to talk as much. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this was, no, this was, uh, this is really fun. And yeah, um, I'll need to, uh, I'll need to be a, a weekly uh, listener from here. Oh, I appreciate that. that. Yeah. Uh, I would love to have you back on, especially after your 100. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should try to do that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll be home or, or back in Michigan sometime in the summer then. Yeah, uh, if you can, like, record some clips or something of yourself. I, yeah, I should. I should do that. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, a thing you can do. Oh, or... tons of people do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, or some audio or something I'll, I'll like that. i a drone over you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just <fine. laughs> That's your job. Taking it to the next level. Yeah. Zooming at people. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, eventually we will, we will have, we're fixing up this place in here still. Uh, speaking of that, this is, pl- again, uh, thank you to Planet 
Planet Planet Ant Podcast Network. Uh, this episode's been powered by Podcast, but we're putting a we're gonna like put a green screen in here. We're gonna start doing like live recording video stuff or whatever too. So it'll be cool. I would like to like you know watch a movie or something like you know talk about it For or sure, even like yeah. a live like the Kentucky Derby like have a party and like talk about it or something. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. So a lot of things going on. Uh, check out our other, uh, you know, first subscribe, like the show. Also then check out Planet Podcast Network. Check out our other shows, uh, the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. Uh, he releases a show every Monday. New uh, show called The Best Song Ever. If you like music, they're always introducing like new songs. Luke and Brian. Uh, really good guys. A lot of fun. Great episode last episode. Um, and then also... These guys keep changing their name. It's like two of my friends. Their name's Sam and uh, Anthony. They had to change their names legally or something. I don't even want to get involved. Hmm. They were with another site and stuff like that. So they're two of my good friends, though. Uh, I want to say their name is now Welcome to the Gamerhood. It is, uh, it's these two guys are really good guys. They're gay, and they talk to, like, different uh, LGBTQ. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but, you know, members of the community. or uh, But they're hilarious. Uh, they have, like, a live, like, they do... Uh, they haven't been putting their podcast out as much lately because they also do a lot of video stuff, like a, a show. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of that. Uh, I think it's called The Gay Agenda, actually. But uh, they just put a new episode out that was really good. A lot of people are excited. Like, there's already, like, a 1,000 views, I want to say, or something. So they're doing good stuff. Uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, Darren, your friend, has been a big part of this and making everything. Uh, we thank him for, you know, providing all this. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank yeah. you, Darren. Yeah, thank you, Darren. Again, maybe uh, next time, if you come back or something like that, we'll have Darren on with you or something like that. It'd be cool. a good time. Yeah. To... yeah, haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, take care. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. All right, so if you are still listening to this part of the episode, this is going to be uh, Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball, uh, where I am going to just add this at to the end of Fumbling Around. Um, so for all you fantasy geeks and people interested in this league, that uh, this hilarious league, this very in-depth league, uh, keep listening. Um, today, uh, I thought Chet was going to come in, but I guess no Chet. Uh, maybe he'll come in at the end of this episode. Um but just to be for right now. So uh, probably won't be too long. Just a little update on what's going on. The Beasts of the East are still going at it. Every week I talk about how good this division is. Uh, so we'll go right to them first. Um, we have Gabe going against Bob. So the top two teams in the league. Uh, the way the divisions are, Bob's in fourth just because uh, he is not winning a division, so the division winners are one, two, and three. But he has the second best record. He's thirty and seventeen going against Gabe, thirty-six and twelve, with two ties. Um, but uh, Bob's winning this one right now, and uh, this one could be a very important matchup. They could end up being on the same side of the playoff bracket. Uh, they could be playing each other heads up, um, and so these each of these battles matter so right now Gabe is down three to six uh with his team offensively doing pretty good uh 25 runs 10 home runs 25 RBIs five stolen bases with a 382 on base uh to the Giants 25 8 28 4 and 251 um again uh Gabe's team is just usually just pretty consistent so again Pretty good numbers, but no one's like doing spectacular on his team. It's a consistent guys like Rizzo, Gallo, uh, Conforto's doing pretty good. Betts, 
And then pitching-wise, even though he's not having a good week, Chris Sale uh, is looking really, really good. Um, Gabe usually doesn't have a ton of Ks in quality starts, so he only has 59 Ks right now. Five quality starts, not bad. Uh, but usually he's better at ERA and WHIP. Uh, he's got a six ERA and a one three three WHIP. So he's losing all five pitching categories because he also has zero saves. Uh, Bob's got four saves, eighty Ks, a two forty three ERA, a one point zero five WHIP, six quality starts. So that's a pretty good numbers being put up by uh, Bob. I would have to say that's probably one of his better weeks pitching wise. Um, so if he keeps that up, look out. Uh, Mondesi for Bob. Again, three stolen bases, a home run. That guy's been pretty good this year. Uh, I'm sure a lot of guys are feeling missing out on him. Uh, Eddie Rosario, also on his team. Just, you know, putting up stats. Uh, two home runs and a stolen base this week for him. Uh, if Bob, so again, these are the top two teams playing against each other. Bob, looking pretty good. Um, he should win at least four pitching categories. And then Gabe probably has uh, the one category of on-base percentage, 382 versus 251. So Bob's got a big advantage. And look look, look out for him to win this big matchup, uh, divisional matchup, first time they go against each other. Um, it'll still probably be down in the rankings, but Bob will be put, position him clo- pretty good against, uh, against Gabe. Uh, so the other teams in that division playing each other, are the Brooklyn Dodgers and the California Angels. So that would be Eric and uh, Victor. And these two teams, uh, again, just play in a tough division. Both teams are pretty good. Uh, they would probably be doing better off in a different division. Uh, Brooklyn Dodgers are up 6-3 right now. Offensively, Brooklyn Dodgers are dominating. Uh, California Angels got 21 runs to 31 runs for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Six home runs to 10. 16 to 28, 1 to 3, 299 to 350. So the Brooklyn Dodgers are pretty much winning every category and probably have a pretty good chance of winning those categories, I would say, uh, on this Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, both teams got two saves. Brooklyn Dodgers are winning with 85 Ks. If you remember, Brooklyn Dodgers spent a lot of money at pitching. Um, hasn't been doing too good pitching-wise, actually, recently. Uh, he's got a four. He's losing with a four five nine ERA against a three point one two, a one point two seven WHIP for the Brooklyn Dodgers against a one point zero four for the California Angels. Got really good pitching too. Seven qual seven quality starts. Um, again, the, both these teams need to win because they're going to be fall behind right now. Uh, the two division leaders. So uh, every game's important. We already know the Brooklyn Dodgers made a big move. We heard about him uh, last week trading for uh, away Claybert Torres for Marte Azuna. And uh, Steven Matz, which I believe, I'm not sure if he's injured or not, but I know the Terrier, speaking to him, very happy about the return of getting Glaber Torres for the future. He might even be trying, he's, he's offered me moves from Bellinger too, but uh, it's going to be pretty hard to trade away Bellinger, being the number one player at a young age. Not saying he'll finish that way, but uh, that's kind of the guys you're trying to build around. We'll see. I'm open to anything, really, I guess. So I can't say that. So, uh, but, you know, two big matchups, two teams playing each other. Uh, it's going to come into Sunday. And uh, Bro- Brooklyn Dodgers are going to probably come out top. Zulu Cannibal Giants are probably going to come out top. Uh, but in the end, it's going to be a very tight race. All teams probably above 500. 
Victor's got some work to do in that last uh, division in that East. Uh, so hopefully when he starts playing, you know, just starts catching up these games. Um, the next division we'll look at is the Central. And the first matchup is the Detroit Stars, who's leading that division, uh, versus the Houston Colts, the team that I picked to win the division. Uh, Chris has had some pretty good pitching lately. And I think uh, Darren knew that going beforehand, but uh, it's still hard to prove. He's got another good pitching week. Uh, right now, the, the Colts are up all five hitting categories, kind of dominating those. And then the Detroit Stars are pretty much dominating all the pitching categories. Um, now, he does have Snell going and then uh, and another pitcher, but Chris has uh, Bumgarner. So Colts should win. There should be at least a tie with the Colts have an opportunity and maybe take another pitching category here or there uh, if he gets lucky, depending on um, if he plays his second pitcher, which I'm assuming he will uh, try to get K's and quality start. So uh, The other two teams in that division are also obviously playing each other, right, because it's the division matchups. Uh, you got the St. Louis Terriers versus the Seattle Pilots. Um, the Terriers are in last with a 290 win percentage, 12 and 33. Uh, the Seattle Pilots are 22 and 26. Now I know uh, I talked to Jay Reese out, said he'd, he'd, he'd like to come on, so I'll probably have him on soon. Um, Bill's going to come on soon. I uh, Hopefully Bob's uh, – Bob had a pretty busy time, but it's got to be soon Come, I think he said June or July. So uh, all these guys will be on soon. I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say. Uh, maybe Chet will come on hopefully later this episode, like I said. We'll see. I'll, I'll be curious to see. He might. He might, right? He might show up. Uh, but these two teams, uh, offensively, Chet's team's not doing very good. Let me just scroll on to their matchup. And, yeah, so offensively, you got Seattle Pilots, 17 runs against Chet's 16 runs. Five home runs against four home runs. 21 RBIs to 16, four stolen bases to two stolen bases, a 296 on base percentage against a 275 on base. Uh, most of those stats are pretty bad. Um, four stolen bases are decent out of any of those categories. So either team, yeah, Jay's winning those categories right now, but Chet could come back easily. They're all really close. They're all really bad. Four saves for Jay uh, against Chet's three, who just traded Azuno away, but says he has two other closers. Uh, 55 Ks to Chet 67, 302 ERA to 251, a 118 whip to 1.06 whip. Quality starts 4 to 9 to Chet, which is really surprising because I have Chet's pitching not very good, so I don't know how he got nine quality starts this week. Nine. Walker Buehler got two. You got Kyle Gibson, Mike Leake, Tanner Rourke, Frankie Montas, Michael Pineda. Jeffrey Rodriguez, Aaron Sanchez, everybody's got it. Everybody got a quality start this week. Yet, how many Ks? 68 innings pitched, just 67 Ks. So I don't know how sustainable that is, uh, but this week, very good pitching week. I'll be curious to see how the future goes. Uh, bad, bad hitting stats by both teams right now. Uh, but big matchup. Uh, both need to win if they want to try to like slip into the playoffs for sure. Uh, the last division, uh, which is my division, the West, 
Uh, we'll start off with my uh, game. I am going against who I thought uh, I had myself winning. and I'm going against Washington Senators, who I thought would be my big rival. Uh, he's currently last in division, uh, six games back where I'm at. So it's still a pretty tight uh, division race between all four teams. So that's not far at all. Um, this week, my stats offensively are not where I'd like them to be, but I've seen worse. Uh, 29 runs, 8 home runs, 24 RBIs. So runs, not bad for Sunday. Home runs, not bad. RBIs, I'd like to have at least probably a couple more, but if I get into the... Th I'm up 24 to 16. Uh, I'll be happy to get... Like I said, I like, I like to have at least 30 RBIs. Um, I only got one stolen base with the 304 on base. Or one stolen base, yeah, with the 304 on base. Usually my base has been... is higher. Uh, it's just not high this week, you know. Uh, I'm losing one to five stolen bases, 304 on base to 348. That's a long, long way, but I wouldn't be surprised if I came back at that. That's probably just, I feel a lot of people probably laughing at that, but I'm curious to see how that Sunday goes. I'm hoping for a lucky Sunday. Uh, I'm down two runs down that uh, on base. Uh, Pitching-wise, though, my I'm pretty, pretty happy with my pitching staff. Uh, I got three saves. 71 Ks, 2.38 ERA with a 1.12 whip, eight quality starts. So pretty good across the board. Um, and I believe I have, yeah, I have Tanaka, Rue, and John Meads, who I sat beginning of the week, a good start, trying to, I don't, I was just uh, a little wary of him. I also picked up Zach Godley because uh, my opponent picked up the last two available starters at the time was Brault and Sampson. Just because he's trying to, he's trying to do anything he can to get K's. Uh, I'm, I'm winning eight to four in quality starts, so that'd probably be hard to do. But I should win at least three pitching categories, and op with the chance to win all five, including saves and K's. Hitting, uh, he's definitely got stolen bases, and he has a really good lead on on base. But uh, I'm liking my chances going into this. You know, because like I said, at least a couple categories locked up with probably home runs and RBIs. He could come back at home runs. We'll see. I like my odds. Anything could happen. I'm up 6-3 right now. I'm hoping for a big win uh, going into, yeah, next week. It's just a big matchup. I would like to, you know, draw a bigger gap between me and the guy who I thought I'd most worried about. Um, but obviously he's got some concerns being in 11th place and last in the division right now. The other two teams who I did not talk probably very well about, who probably definitely want to win very badly in my division, uh, the Atlanta or uh, team from Atlanta, Bill and uh, Nick, the Satame Alliance. Uh, they're both at six and seventh right now, so they're kind of like fighting for that last, you know, playoff spot. Uh, the Lions right now are up six to two. So I know this is like a big. I know Bill wants to be. He wanted to win this matchup pretty badly, I'm sure, because he wanted to come uh, with a good record, come on the show, and be able to talk that you know, hey, he's look what he's been able to do, and with you know, what I said about his team, basically. Everybody, I'm sure everybody wants to do that. They want to speak well about their team. So, uh, but a big matchup. And uh, Nick, uh, like I said, 6-2. to two. Uh, Some of his really good players this week. Uh, Justin Turner, Suarez, both guys who've been for like the last week, uh, top 10 players. Gioloto has been, and Brad Peacock, bringing the heat and pitching stats for him. Uh He's got another start out of Gialotto available today. So he's got four starters going in today. Bill's got one with Strasburg. So if we look at the stats, um, the Lions are already winning. Quality starts by two and 17 Ks. Uh, decent lead on ERA. 
481 to a 438, but if bad pitching could, you know, lose that category for you. But he's got a 1-3. Uh, Nick's losing with a 1.36 whip to a 1.22. Uh, so some categories in play. Uh, Nick offensively really putting up good stats this week. 32 runs, 10 home runs, 29 RBIs, 5 stolen bases, uh, with a 3.14 on base. So that's kind of a low on base. Uh, but like I said, Eugenio Suarez, 8 runs, 3 home runs, 5 RBIs this week, and Justin Turner with 3 home runs, 6 RBIs. Uh, pretty good production out of those guys this week. Uh, Kier Meyer throwing in a couple stolen bases. Will Myers a home run, a couple stolen bases. Uh, good stats. Um, Bills down nine runs, twenty three to thirty two. Down a couple home runs, eight to ten. So can do, but you know you don't ever want to be de- going being down ten two home runs going into Sunday. Uh, twenty two RBIs to twenty nine. Uh, five stolen bases uh, apiece. That's a good amount of stolen bases each team. Uh, with the three thirty six on base against the three point one four. So a lot of categories up in play. Uh, Nick's looking like the favorite right now, but I'll be curious to see, uh, you know, next week what who's in sixth place and you know where everybody's at. Uh, it's been a very interesting uh, year so far. Uh, ups and downs. I'm sure everybody's had them. Everybody's looking for more pitching. Everybody's you know everybody's trying to get better. Uh, no one thinks that they're out of it yet. I can tell you that, uh, which is funny. Um, I've been there. I've been the team that I was told I was supposed to be out of it, and you know, so I I. Nobody should give up, rightfully so, you know. That's that's why I like this league. Everybody plays for every little bit they got, you know, and I I had to make a hard move. I picked up Zach Galdi, dropped Ryan McMahon, a guy who I really liked, who I had as a keeper. Um, you got to make difficult decisions when you're trying to win week to week. This is, you know, the it's about now, but also longevity. Uh I made the move, you know. I've had Kesta Hira and Brendan Rodgers, who I both really like in the Triple A's right now, playing, coming up and playing second base. Uh, so I had to make a move, go against Fielder. I wanted to beat him this week. I don't want him to make any ground up. And you know, it's about winning that division. So again, this is just a really fun league. I know I I, I talk trash about some of the players and some of the teams, but like, it's there's a lot of respect for everybody in this league. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And I hope no one ever takes it too personal, you know. It's a lot of fun just playing in this fantasy realm where, you know, it shouldn't, it's not real. So as much as we, as much fun as we have about it, uh, I wish everybody the best of luck the rest of the season. Come hit me up for some trades, you know. Let's, let's, I don't know, it's hard to trade right now. Everybody again is, no one's a seller. I don't think. Who who's gonna be the first auction? Who wants to auction a guy off? Anybody available? Let's get this going. Everybody's got some money. Chet's got money. Is Chet coming in? Uh I guess Chet well, we won't be able to get Chet in maybe next week, guys. Uh everybody have have, have a hopefully you when you listen to this, you had a happy Mother's Day, right? Uh I'm gonna go eat some good food. I'll see you guys later. Bye bye.